Good afternoon, everyone. This is Andy Caruso with Nacho Nacho, and today I have Rish with Content Beta, and today we're going to talk about the art of brand storytelling. Uh, so without further ado, Rish, I would, that's our second time meeting, but I'd love if you would give an elevator pitch to our audience, uh, because it might be the first time they've heard of Content Beta. Uh, we'd love to hear an elevator pitch about what your brand does. Lovely. So, so let's say you are running a next video ad campaign and you want something really quick, but your team is busy and your freelancers are not able to, when you're not able to vet freelancers, how do you do it quickly? So we are like an extension. We are a creative service for marketing teams where, where you could basically get a team of designers, editors, and producers on, on like a flat rate monthly plan. So, so that's what we are. We are, uh, we are somebody who, does like super fast turnaround, super fast, uh, and probably transparent pricing. So, so yeah, that's a quick one. That's great. Yeah, we've uh, personally used your service for our, one of our explainer videos, and you guys did a fantastic job. So, I can definitely recommend your guys' services. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely. Um, so, why are videos so important for brand storytelling today? I think um, I think it's depending. Uh, the question really depends upon what your con what your uh, customers are consuming, right? So twenty years ago, people used to read uh, read a lot of text. Probably internet speed was okay, so people used to read a lot of text and ebooks and blogs. Um, over a period of time, the way content is being consumed is different. I mean, look at our, ourselves, right? I mean, when we sit back, we watch TikTok, we watch Reels, we watch YouTube, um, and 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 because of that, people are slightly moving towards more engaging content, short form content, and not, not like the 2000 word or 10,000 word blog articles. Um, and I think because of bandwidth, the internet speed, which is becoming better, the video tech is, which is becoming better. I think more and more kind of content they be able to consume, produce and distribute. Right. So, um, so that's one part on why videos are becoming relevant today. The second part is telling a story, right? So, um, uh, the marketing always used to be push marketing previously where you would push ads you would push um content towards your customers your consumers um and this was i'm not saying it's dead today but consumers are looking to hear a story right if if i'm a founder what's my backstory right like if you look at nike the nike's first ad campaign way back in 1995 is about uh, rick Munoz, who was an athlete who ran five marathons in a week but was an HIV positive uh, person, so they they link their brand image to humanity, and that's how they were telling a story, right? So it's very important today to tell a story rather than rely to, on push marketing, <clears throat> and videos are a fantastic way to tell a story um, and humanize your brand, make 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 people fall in love with your brand beyond your just your product or your platform. So so I think yeah, both on the demand and the uh, infrastructure side, I think video video is trying to become a game changer today. Yeah, and great point about Nike. It was more about selling the spirit of competition and the uh, you know helping you connect with that inner athlete inside of you instead of just you know selling you shoes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, what tips would you recommend to marketers on how to create videos that convert? So, I think when you think about videos, people think, "Hey, let's start. Let's start writing the script and let's create a storyboard and then a video." I think you need to step back and think like how you think for blogs, right? So, uh, you got to create video content based on where your customer is in your sales cycle. So, let's say if your customer is in, uh, I, I would broadly divide this into four types, which is top of the funnel, middle, 
bottom and post conversion um top of the funnel is mainly where you are educating your customers probably he doesn't know about you problem is probably he's problem aware or uh, partially solution aware and uh, there you do more high quality animation shorter videos um make sure that uh, that the, that that uh, your viewer or your potential customers interested to learn more about you because the job of the video at that that level is to make sure your customer gets in the middle of the funnel um in the middle and bottom of the funnel you basically explain more about how you solve the problem because at that point your customer potential customer is considering or probably evaluating options or thinking how this product or platform fits into my use case um and then you probably have a li- more liberty about timing so you could have slightly longer longer form of content uh but still it has to be really really catchy and crisp copy um we could do something like demo videos or use case videos um even testimonial kind of videos which are really popular these days um after conversion um this is most relevant where you need to train your customers how to use your product um very relevant for software saas kind of industry or b2b tech where you uh, try to improve the adoption of your product Uh, by educating your customers and that maybe the product and even beyond the product right so if i'm teaching somebody if i'm mailchimp i'm not i'm not just teaching how to use mailchimp but i am teaching you how to become a better email marketer yeah. um so i think you think about uh, these parameters before you start working on the in in on your video projects and then think what metrics are relevant right so um there are different metrics if in the in the bottom of the funnel it might be conversion the top of the funnel it might be number of view counts or number of engagements um so so i think that's one part where i think uh, one should focus on before starting on any of the technical component of the video that's a good point uh what are what other uh what other uh, uh what are the reasons to do uh, businesses get wrong with their video marketing strategy Uh, is there anything else that a lot of companies do that they might be able to correct uh, to have a better outcome from their efforts um i think the world is moving towards real content right so uh previously you would see a lot of like animations going on or even illustrations on the website um which is which is great but it doesn't communicate uh, the reality to the customer right um if if your product is digital um so so i think i think either showing the real product or the real person or the real consumer i think that that's that's making a lot of difference because when you do animated kind of content which is more illustration driven you look like same right you look like another 10 of your competitors um uh, so that's one thing i think don't go towards uh, like animated stuff if you're b2b don't go towards animated stuff because uh, your your uh, customer is actually they want to see what who you are or what's the what does the product look like um the second thing which i i would do is don't don't uh, create long form content right i mean i know there are webinars there are podcasts even linkedin lives these are long form content they're great for online like live consumption but don't expect people to consume this content after the the live event is done um and and key point is you could repurpose these i'm not asking you to throw this content away you could repurpose this piece of content into multiple snackable pieces right so uh, probably you're doing a webinar you could slice it up into eight or 10 short clips put it on youtube put it on tiktok um and try to reach because these these platforms will give reach to a larger form of audience which were never cap uh, never captured by the live event 
So I think two things. One is go towards real content to show real things. Um, and second, go towards short form. That's a great point. Yeah, we definitely do that every time after our webinars as well, too. Uh, we, we chop it up into a bunch of great social media uh, pieces of content uh, just because we learned so much from people like you. So, you know, we'd rather bring that information to people in bite-sized form. So it's, you know, it becomes really valuable for our audience of uh, founders and, and uh, business decision makers. Um, I guess what's a good, uh, if a business is looking to roll out a marketing strategy that involves video, uh, what are some steps that they can take uh, before they start spending money on their first uh, on their first video? So I think I briefly touched upon uh, about first figure out where this video will sit at, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, who who are you targeting at? Um, the second part of once you've figured out uh, who are you targeting at, because it's different kind of content for different stages of funnel. Then you try to put put down what are the success metrics. I mean, when do you say this piece of content is successful, right? Um, like if it's the top of the funnel, you could say, hey, these are the number of likes or these are the number of views or these are the number of shares. Um, if it's after conversion, you could say, what's the, has the product corruption increased? Is the churn rate improving? Uh, things like that. So first is with stage. Second is what's the metric. The third part is um, start writing um, start writing a script, right? And the script doesn't have to be literally like like the word to word kind of script, but at least start writing, pick up a storytelling framework, right? There are there are tons of it, and now with Chat GPT, I think it's becoming more easy. Um, uh, put put your problems in one place and pick up a storytelling framework and try putting uh, try shaping your story around that that framework. Um, and while you do that, also think about how how the visual will look like, right? When you are talking about this, when you're when the voiceover is going to say about this. Um, I think animation, I, I personally think it's more executional, more tactical kind of stuff. Um, the real the real work is done between the script and the storyboard where you actually visualize how the video will look like. And probably the last 20% of the mile is um, how do you make your content stand out? I mean, it's basically execution of what how the storyboard is to in the real world. Great. Where do you see video marketing evolving over the next few years? You mentioned short form contents can become more and more popular, of course. Um, where do you see potentially AI and maybe some other trends playing into that? Um, so I think AI today is uh, more towards, uh, I would say, the, I split them into two parts, right? So one is one is like the voiceover and the visual, which is more slightly more robotic than, uh, I mean, it's still robotic. I mean, they're 80% there, but there's still 20% to catch up. And I think they're great for creating training content where you want to lower the cost of production. Um, so that's where they're used. Um, with AI, one thing which is becoming very good is creating scripts, right? Creating scripts or, or generating ideas that, hey, if I want to do to, to like a two-minute video or a 20-minute video or 20-second video, um, uh, probably if you put like right prompts in chat GPT through even the scripts and even how the visuals should look like um, in a very, and, and you could probably develop that, uh, start from there. So I think they are making the systems um, better. What I think uh, uh, is going to happen is a lot of people are going to adopt to video, right? So today, if you see CVs, uh, I mean, probably in LinkedIn, you, you would see when you apply for a LinkedIn job, you would also have an option to upload a video resume, right? Um, I think world is going towards where everybody could get on a video or I'm not saying it may not be even live call could be even recorded video and uh, um, 
and, and I think there are tons of tools which are trying to solve the same problem. Um, for for instance, the branding, the founder is becoming more and more active. I mean, you are seeing more of text posts or carousel posts. Even founders are now recording videos and posting on uh, social media uh, for building their personal brand. Um, so I think uh, something is everybody will have to adopt video. It's not that somebody I, somebody else would adopt video. I mean, I, I teach my ch- I mean my my ch- my kid is five years old and I've already started asking hey can you let's record a two minute video uh, maybe it's even wishing somebody else or uh, creating like a reciting a nursery rhyme for your school um i think that's going to be an essential skill uh, 10 years from now of recording a video and being comfortable in the video infrastructure i would agree um so can you give us an example of a video marketing campaign that was successful and and maybe lay out some reasons why it was uh, so successful in particular um so i would yeah so i would pick up i would pick up something which is like a testimonial so we recorded a, a a video testimonial for one of our customers uh, so so their so most the traditional way of recording a video testimonial is uh, basically getting a video team going to an exact venue uh, with your equipments and shooting everything around for payrolls and for the customer um that's that's expensive right i mean you would easily spend like 15 20k to to set up like a shoot day and then uh, spending money on post production um what we did with one of our customers is we shipped them um lights cameras 4k camera and microphone um right. and like very similar to how we're talking on a video call but something which could capture on 4k um we we interviewed them uh and and from the 30 minute 45 minute recording we could capture a 2 minute clip and mixed it with 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 b rolls and the product screenshots to, to make it into a story uh, rather than just like a single person uh, talking about it um what they did was they used this content in three ways one is um like the follow up to sales outreach so uh, i mean in sales outreach is very important to put up your own like like established social proof you got to give your customer names you got to show how you've solved some problem like probably success story or a case study and i think video resume is picking up in that front so using that same piece of content as video uh, as the sales outreach um using using that on the website on the customer success story page or on the home page or on the contactors page where you want to uh, remove any objection the customer might have um and using the same piece of content probably in the short shorter form version uh for remarketing campaign right so probably that video was 2 minute long we sliced it up into 30 seconds yeah. um and the company used it for remarketing campaign so i think when uh, when your pro- potential customer looks at these bits piece of content probably different kind of videos um again and again and again something uh, something hits their head right i mean and and uh, your chance of converting that customer improves Well, that's a great point. So, yeah, I keep reiterating that uh, a lot of a lot of the content that you shoot, uh, a lot of the video content that you shoot can be reused in so many different formats. So, you know, it's really actually a it's a great investment that go that pays uh, uh, pays dividends uh, long term into the future as well. Uh, can you tell us how you started your company and what gave you the inspiration to do so? So, uh, so pre-COVID, we used to run YouTube channels, right? I mean, we still run YouTube channels. Um, these were educational channels where we taught analytic tools like Tableau, Power BI, Alteryx, Excel, um, and those had grown up to 300k subscribers. 
um, somehow we figured out that, hey, we could create video content that people consume, right? Because the way YouTube algorithm works um, is it ranks how many people finish watching the video they start, right? I mean, it's, they call it retention rate. Um, and if your retention rate is poor, you don't rank on the the top ranks when somebody searches for that particular topic. Um, when we crossed 300k subscribers, um, and we repeated that with another channel with 50k subscribers. So we thought, probably we know how to play this game. Um, let's help other software companies. Um, and this was a thought which struck to us during COVID, because at COVID, our training business, which was like classroom training business, got disturbed. Uh, mainly because businesses weren't investing and then trainings couldn't happen. So we thought, let's let's use the skill which we built for creating YouTube channel and help other SaaS companies or B2B tech companies in building this up. Uh, so that's how, we, that's how we started. We started with first creating enablement content. So what we did with YouTube, exactly do the same thing for smaller software companies. And then one thing led to the other. I mean, for these software companies, the product marketers and the marketers got in touch and say, hey, can you do these kind of videos? Can you do explain the kind of videos? Can you do use case videos? So probably expanded the suite over there. Uh, one thing which which we, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say we did it really well, but we tried limiting our market. So, uh, so one common way of starting a video agency is, hey, I, I can do videos for everybody. We said we can't do videos for everybody. We can only do videos for a few people. So let's pick up pick up who's our friend so let's say SaaS or b2b tech we can only do content for these guys and that gave us some head start because that helped us in uh that helps in streamlining a process to one set of customers that made us better and better at that industry um of course we also lost revenues because when an e-commerce company came we thought probably we may not be able to help you because we are not a right fit so i think niche uh creating a small niche at the start really helped um, and of course, it, it when you when you get to cer- certain like benchmark, you could probably expand a bit. So we expanded to design services. We expanded our industry to slightly more towards like tech world. Uh, so I think these kind of things uh, help me building the business. That sounds like a great pivot. <laughs> um, so I guess could you give us an example as an entrepreneur? Failure is just a part of everything that we you know experience throughout life. Um, could you tell us a, an experience where you failed and, and what you learned from it? Um, so while I was building uh, these customer enablement kind of content for software companies, I thought, hey, let me build a product uh, which will help me, which will help my same customers uh, become, I mean, achieve the same goal, right? So their goal was how to improve the, how to get faster onboarding or how to get, uh, like improve the product adoption. Um, and we did that and we built it up and shot in the, I mean, went to product hunt and probably we got some likes and, uh, some beta customers. Um, we didn't get, so none of our customers actually installed, right? So everybody signed up and they didn't install. Um, and then I realized that, Hey, we, we haven't done enough research, right? So what, what I should have done probably is start shipping early and start asking for feedback. What I did was we built the product, like I would say much more than MVP and then went with the customers. And then it became like very difficult for us to move from pivot from like one use case to the other use case. So I think not doing enough research, not getting early feedback and probably shipping, not shipping things faster. I think uh, that's a big lesson for me. Yeah. It's so important to get uh, customer feedback early and often. 
as you continue to build out the build out the product or service. Otherwise, you go too far in one direction. It's hard to it's hard to undo what you've done. Yeah, and always try to get like a paid customer, right? Because when somebody pays, you actually re- I mean, and the feedback from that customer matters, not from like like beta testers. You want somebody who's paying, so who who saw the value in what you do, uh, and then try asking feedback from them. Yeah, because um, everybody has opinions, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's free advice, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, put your money where your mouth is, I guess, right? <laughs> Um, what are some of the favorite books that you've read this year or maybe in the past that you would recommend for other entrepreneurs to learn from? Um, I'm a big fan of behavioral psychology. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, my favorite is thinking fast and slow, uh, by Daniel Kahneman. Um, I don't really, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, the thought, the thought process of system one and system two is, is always in my head. I mean, sometimes consciously sometimes unconsciously um so so that's my favorite book i mean it's not like a typical self-help book it, it it's a lot of psychology reasoning and a lot of um research which is behind the book um so that's my favorite book um i read some part of fiction um uh, i'm a huge fan of uh, crime like crime fiction or something yeah i used to be uh, when i was a kid too i used to read those agatha christie novels back in uh, middle school yeah yeah those are always an interesting uh, what's one thing you want potential customers to know about content beta and why they should pick your platform and services over others? Um, so I think first is uh, first is we are we, what the solution we offer is uh, actually much better than um, hiring somebody, right? So if if you are doing something which is non-core to your business, for example, let's say creative production or designs, right, um, which is non-core to your business. Um, uh, get get somebody who's very is who's really good with your industry. So we specialize in SaaS and software industry, um, and our internal internal process are really tuned for getting becoming best at that industry. Um, and we work close with work with close to 135 software companies by today. Um, the second part is uh, because because we are focused on this, we are super fast, right? So typically. Uh, when somebody works with freelancers or agencies, they they have to wait for a long time. Uh, we are super fast. Some, sometimes one day same delivery, sometimes two or three day delivery. Um, so so that's another thing. And third thing which I would want like to point out is uh, we are fully transparent, right? So um, there's no guessing game on price, no guessing game on hey, uh, will I be will they charge me like more number of hours or less number of hours? Everything is transparent. So you're fully aware before you start any project. That's great. Yeah. And I could attest to that too. You guys are really quick with uh, turnarounds and all the feedback that we're providing. And you, know, you guys felt like a true video, uh, a true marketing partner with us. So that was, it's been a uh, great working with you guys there. Um, Thank you. What, what's next for uh, content beta over the next few years? So I think we are trying to productize uh, what we did in the past, right? So, um, so trying to make make this a standard offering, uh, which we are today calling creative as a service, uh, where somebody could easily pick a team and start working, right? So we are trying to build like better processes internally so that it's flexible for somebody to start and stop. Like we, we are, I wouldn't say we are a replacement to a marketing or a creative team, internal to a team. We are more like an extension. Um, um, and probably want to go to more number of industries beyond B2B tech. 
Great. Yeah, excited to see that. I mean, we'll keep working with you guys on more projects, I'm sure, since we're right in your wheelhouse for a B2B uh, tech, uh, tech, uh, tech SaaS. So, um, yeah, that's that's great, Rish. I really appreciate you coming in today. And, you know, anybody looking for video marketing, these guys are fantastic. Uh, we've worked with them. You can check out the explainer video that they've done for us, actually, uh, on our website uh, if you want to see the quality of the work that these guys do. So, you know, I'm, I'm a customer of theirs, and, you know, I can definitely recommend them. And if uh, you're interested in their services, uh, feel free to check it out today in the Nacho Nacho Marketplace. Uh, you can grab grab their services there, and Rish and his team will take care of you guys. So I highly recommend you guys check it out. Uh, once again, Rish, I really appreciate the time today, and uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Andy.